This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, bringing you another Old Trailblazer broadcast. We're bringing you a new study started in our last study there on uh, Satan, the god of this world. Did you know Satan is the prince of the power of the air? Did you know Satan is in control in this world except where God has restrained that his control? So we're bringing you some studies. I hope they'll be interesting to you. I hope they'll be enlightening to you. And uh, you, our folks need to know who we're battling uh, for the souls of men. Did you know Satan contests every move that the Lord makes? That's right. That's right, he does. And he has his emissaries wherever he can put them and, and uh, to, to thwart God's word if he can. We know he's a defeated foe, but listen, he goes about like a roaring lion, uh, seeking those whom he may devour, those whom he may intimidate or, or uh, imitate, give you an imitation ministry. Paul said if any man comes preaching another gospel, that's what Satan does. He has his pastors, his preachers, preaching another gospel. All of this easy believingism, my friend, is another the gospel. That's right. That's right. Oh, if you if it would just dawn on you how, how much error is in the land today. But we're bringing you a series of studies now. We're gonna. It's a, it's a quite going to be quite extensive and uh, many many studies on Satan, the god of this world. And we just got started. Before we go any further, let's pause for this statement of fact from God's word. Angels occupy a great place in God's plan and purpose. One of the most fruitful studies of God's word would be the study of angels. We may get into that one of these days. In that study, you will find that there are three outstanding cherubs, cherubs or angels, who were created for specific purposes. One was Michael the archangel. The second was Gabriel, who seems to be connected largely with the Jews. And the third was Lucifer, the morning star. It was Lucifer, the one who we are now concerned with, who in the fall became Satan. That's right. When, he, when sin entered in his heart, and he, uh, the Lord cast him out of heaven, he became Satan. Now let's return to our study this morning, and we find first that Satan, according to Ezekiel 28, 15, was a created being. He was not born, but a direct creation of God. And in his creation was perfect in all of his ways until iniquity was found in him. He was just as perfect as Adam was. He was a created being by the Lord God of heaven, just as our father Adam was perfect until he fell. Satan was perfect until sin was found, iniquity was found. He was a perfect being. In Ezekiel 28, we saw there, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. He was a created cherub, full of wisdom. He was, he was wise, wise. He never lost that wisdom in the fall. Perfect in beauty. He still has a perfect beauty. Perfect in all of his ways in his original creation. Then in verse 13, the 13th verse of Ezekiel 28, we find he was in Eden the garden of God. No doubt this was not the garden of Eden referred to in the second and third chapters of Genesis, but an earlier Eden, which was noted for its mineral glory because of in the 13th verse, we read that every precious stone had his covering. What a majestic being clothed with all the beauty and glory that God could heap up on him in his original creation. Satan is not a little tin soldier. I wish you'd stop and let that soak in. Satan is not just a little tin soldier. He's not just a little influence. He's not just a little wisp of a man that, that has no uh, authority, has no, no strength. Satan is, is in, in strength, is, is second in, into the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Listen, he's not someone to be made light of and used as a byword. No, no, for he is the greatest created being of all the creatures of God. Michael said in Jude 3, or in Jude, the Lord rebuked thee. This shows that Michael regarded Satan, O Lucifer, of a higher creation than himself. He said, the Lord rebuked thee. I wish we could realize that we're dealing with an arch enemy of God, as I said before. Oh, Satan is our arch enemy. He's your arch enemy, my friend. If you're a lost sinner, he's your arch enemy. If you want to know the Lord, he's going to do everything he can to throw everything he can in your path through the, through the lust of their eyes, the pride of life, those things. I see sinners struggling hard with sin, and yet they're drawn aside by the lust of their eyes and the pride of life. Why? Because Satan holds those things up. As we said in another study, Satan is, a, is the old trickster. He'll trick you into doing anything he can. He's, uh, he has a snare set for you that you're prone to do that. If you're prone, if you're, your makeup is prone to this, he knows exactly how to hold out something there that you're prone to. That's right. I wish that we could realize again that we're who we're dealing with. Now let's look at the 14th verse here in the 28th of Ezekiel. And we find these words. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Did you notice those words? The anointed cherub? Not a cherub, but the cherub. The particular cherub. The only one of his kind. And no doubt it indicates this fact. Satan was the highest and greatest of all the angelic hosts that God ever created. Then again, look at the word anointed. The anointed cherub. That word anointed refers to the priesthood. That's right. He was the priest cherub. Priest has to do with the worship. The priest led the worship. So the anointed cherub led the worship of the universe. In other words, plainly and simply, this anointed cherub, old Satan, Lucifer, led all the creation to the universe of the universe to worship the triune God. That expression, I have set thee so, reveals the fact that God created him and appointed him for that particular task and service, to lead all other lead all the other creation in worship to Jehovah God. So you see what a majestic being? Could we just stop and let that soak in? What a majestic being? We're not dealing with little, some little tin horn, no. It's trying to impose his way into God, no. No, my friend. We, we need to know our enemy, just like our general, war generals, when they invade a country over there during World War II, they always mapped out the, ter the terrain, they mapped out the mountains and the valleys, and then also they looked to see who their enemy was, didn't they, of his strength. They tried, they had reconnaissance aircraft and, and scouts to go out and see how, who the enemy was. Well, we need to do that thing. We don't need to be ignorant of Satan's devices. No, we don't need to be that. So we see what a majestic being he was, what a holy place he occupied. Satan occupied the place right next to the Lord. He walked in the presence of the Lord. And what a close relationship he had with the thrice holy God. Listen to this statement. Thou wast up on the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. This reveals the fact that this anointed cherub lived close to the throne of God, walked up and down in the midst of the presence of God, and that he was looked upon as the guardian angel of the throne of God, 
and the one to lead all others to bow in submission to Jehovah God in adoration, worship, and praise. How long Lucifer lived in this holy relationship with Jehovah God, we don't know. We, we don't have any idea. That's not important, my friend. But we are told here that one day. Now, I like that statement. I like that statement. One day. One day iniquity was found in thee. You know why I like that statement? I make it many times in my messages here. Did you know that one day, if you're not saved, if you're, not, if you're never saved, that one day that, that you're going to die? One day you're going to die. Time has a way of moving on, doesn't it? Yes, it moves on day by day. The sun comes up, sun goes down day by day. But one day, my friend, one day, sinner, man, woman, boy, girl, one day you're going to die. This old body of yours and mine are going to lay down, lay down. This breath is going to leave us. And one day, that's a sure day, one day you're going to face eternity. One day you're going to stand before the judgment throne of God if you never say One day you're going to hear these words. One day, uh, depart from me, I never knew you. That's right. That's right. We have a gracious song here in our songbook that the choir sings. One day. I wish, I wish we had it on, uh, on a tape. I could play it for you at this time. But maybe we'll do it in another study. But, but one day. One day. We, 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 one day. One day, Satan. One day. One day, old Satan. Sin entered his life. That's right. One day. Oh, we don't know how long he lived there. But he says one day. And that's what I'm saying to you is, I don't know how long the Lord's going to let you live. But he says one day, and in the 17th verse, we are told why. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Oh, my friend, listen. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. The beauty and the brightness or the glory of this majestic being led to his undoing. What was it? Pride. Just old pride. That's right. We see here the anointed cherub, perfect in beauty, full of wisdom, clothed with the glory of Jehovah, was lifted up in his own mind by his pride, which led to his fall. Pride goeth before a fall, that's God's word, and a haughty spirit before destruction. Oh, the danger that confronts every servant of God who stands in the place of responsibility and in the place of leadership, whose duty and privilege it is to lead men to worship to the Lord Jesus Christ. How easy it is to become proud, proud of what we are, proud of who we are, and forget God, to forget from whence he brought us and be puffed up, what does this do? Leads to our fall. No doubt pride is the greatest sin set forth in the word of God. It, it leads to self-righteousness, which is an essence uh, of iniquity, which is the essence of the iniquity and sum total of all sin. Now let's, let's face this question. What is in the heart of Lucifer? What, what was in the heart of Lucifer to lead him to take such a view of himself and to feel his importance? And we're going to get into that in our next study. Uh, we're going to look at it. We'll find those verses there in Isaiah 14, 12, if you want to look at it. But, but just let me, let me pause here and, and say this, my friend. The old trailblazer is concerned about our folks out there in our radio audience. Many of you who hear these broadcasts, maybe you just, they're just incidental to you. You may be hearing for the first time. But we here at Radio Missions are concerned about your soul. We have the gospel here that goes out from Radio Missions. Sunday after Sunday, week after week. 
We put out the Voice of Truth magazine, which goes across this country and around the world. We have the Voice of Truth broadcast, now over 40-some radio stations in this nation. And the, and the gospel is going out. We are attempting to get the gospel into the hands of our folk. Yes, we have an arch enemy. Satan is the arch enemy. Folks won't have the gospel. Did you know men and women won't have the gospel? It's only when the Lord puts a hook in their jaw. And oh, my friend. If the Lord has inclined you at all to think about your soul, would you, would you seek the Lord? The Bible says he'll not always strive with you. We're facing eternity, just like here. The Bible says one day sin entered into old Lucifer's heart. Well, one day you and I are going to face eternity. And you know, one day I'm going to have to stand and give an account whether I was true to your soul or not. That's why I don't bite my tongue to tell you that if you're not saved, you're going to hell. That's why I must do that. I find that we don't have anybody doing that. Our preachers have kowtowed and caved in to the modernists, my friend. They're more concerned about their uh, 401Ks and their retirement and all of those things than they are about the souls of men. Did you know not many are concerned about the souls of men? Are you concerned about your loved ones? Preacher, do you ask your congregation, do you know the Lord, folks? Do you stand on your front steps and as they come in, say, my brother, have you gotten to the Lord? Or do you ask them, have they made a decision yet? A decision is not anything, my friend. You, you want to base your eternal hope on a decision? Not me. Not me. I don't. No, sir. I want a solid foundation I can put my feet on and sing that song. On Christ a solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand, and it is. Oh, Lucifer is sinking sand. Did you know one day a lone angel is going to bind him and cast him into the lake of fire? But right now he's a roaring lion going about this earth uh, seeking to devour or to intimidate you and me and others. And, and listen, we need to be strong in the Lord. We need to know who our enemy is and what his strength is and what his weaknesses are if he has any. And, and, and you know where our refuge is? You know what our hope is? Christ. Christ. That's right. The only begotten Son of God who shed his blood for sinners like you and me. The Lord saves lost sinners. Remember, my mailing address is Radio Missions, Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 